What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Sitting Courtside with your boy, Jerry D. My name is Dante. Episode six, man. We're really Miami LeBroning, we're LeBroning this thing. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Bill Russell instead. We'll go Bill Russell instead. Shout out Bill Russell. Shout out Bill Russell, LeBron, two of the goats. Can't go wrong with either. Yeah, but, you know, we're going to jump right into this thing, man. We got to go with, with what's been, I guess, has the whole NBA community disgruntled at the moment. <laughs> All because of a track star. So, you know, I need, I need to I need to make sure that I don't I don't paraphrase too much. I'm actually going to read this verbatim from Noah Lyles, a very very good 200 meter and 100 meter like track star. Actually, his times are pretty impeccable. So look him up. But he did say I have to watch the NBA Finals, and they have world champion on their head. World champion of what? The United <laughs> States. So as you can imagine. Several NBA players had a lot to say about this. KD, yep. Draymond, Damian Lillard, even, even Aaron Gordon, who challenged him to a 200 meter race. Which he said he would. He said he would kill him in it too. Said he would blow him out. Yeah, but again, before before we get your answer, like Noah Lyles actually runs like just sub under 20, like 19.7 seconds. It's like Usain Bolt ish times. Yeah. But conversation for another day. How do you feel about his time? Like his. His comments in general, like, it's stirring the whole pot right now. I mean, like, I I understand, like, what he's trying to say here. Like, I, I, I get it. Like, the NBA is an American basketball league. It's held in the United States. It's not compared to, like, a World Cup or anything like that or the Olympics or whatever it may be, which is every, every so uh, few years, whatever it may be. Um, but I mean, looking at, and I'm happy, like we put these notes together. We, we kind of put this rundown together. I'm actually happy that you put this in here because this was my biggest talking point. Cause it's like, I get it. Yes. It was in, held in the United States. It is technically the NBA is an American league, but there are a ton of international players that are involved in the NBA. 120 out of 450 plus players or internationals in over 40 different countries. Um, and it's it can yeah, you know, there's just so much involved in this. Like, it's not just uh, the NBA isn't just of American players, like, especially over the last, like, I'd say 15, 20 years or so, like, we've kind of, you know, all these international players have started to come in and honestly take over. Some of the best players in the league right now are international players, Nikola Jokic, Giannis, Luka. And, you know, I can rattle off a few more, but I know at the top of my head, those are probably three of the top five players in the NBA today. I think, you know, basketball in general, the NBA has started to change where it's more competitive in the sense where it's become the most competitive league in the world where, you know, you're starting to get more players come over and stuff like that. And, you know, for a lot of people, that's the end goal is to make it to the NBA, um, all that stuff. I, I, I get where he's coming from, but I also like don't agree fully with his statement. That also being said, there's also these other quotes coming out now, like Greg Popovich came out with a quote back in 2010. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter. I don't want to paraphrase it too much. Um, I'm going to actually look it up right now so I can be as accurate as possible with this. But Greg Popovich kind of said something in the same. He goes, there are no world champions in the NBA. So anybody that has, um, oh, no, hold on. That's a different quote. One second. Uh, <laughs> take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Uh, you, yeah, you give your thoughts while I find this. Yeah, no, like I, I definitely seen what you what you said, what you're about to say from Pop, which basically they didn't play any teams outside of the border of the United States, meaning that 
they don't own the right or they don't have the right to call themselves world champions. And, you know, I'm basically on the same boat with you. I definitely see both sides of it. No, we don't play any games in different countries or we don't compete with, you know, the, the leader, the championship winner of the Spain Basketball League or the Australian Basketball League. No, we don't. Right. Because guess what? We would probably slaughter them anyway. <laughs> I mean, that, that's just the fact of the matter where right. I think I'm okay with NBA players calling themselves world champions or Super Bowl champions, calling themselves world champions, hockey. You can go down the list. Right. I think I'm okay with that because I know that this is the best basketball league in the world to the point where if we match up in the Olympics and in FIBA like we have in the past, maybe other than this year right now because it is kind of stiff competition, but sure. we don't lose. It's Since very, it's pretty, it can be pretty lopsided. It can be very it, lopsided. Yeah. Exactly. Like, obviously, we had the 92 Dream Team, 96, 2000 and 2004 Olympic squads are afterthoughts. But from sure. from that point on, we don't lose in Olympic basketball. You have guys like Carmelo Anthony or Kobe Bryant or LeBron, though, guys of that ilk that are damn near undefeated in Olympic basketball play or they have single digit losses. Like, it's just There's- it's something ridiculous, like 36 and 0. There are you know, three we, guarantees in life, death, taxes, and America winning the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the truth. <laughs> Honestly, it's the truth. Just how it goes, man. And right. um, going off of that Greg Popovich quote I was saying, so I actually was reading the correct part of it, um, but it was continued, so I wanted to get the full quote. So yeah. Greg Popovich, this was back in 2010, I believe. Yeah, 2010. So he said, There are no world champions in the NBA, so anybody that has the flag up that says world champions is not correct. It's not appropriate. The world champions, I believe, are the Spanish team right now. This was referring to uh, Olympics, whatever was going on in 2010. USA is the Olympic champion. The Lakers are the NBA champion. And then he went on to say, it doesn't make sense for an NBA team to call themselves world champions. I don't remember anybody playing anybody outside our borders to get that tag. Isn't that true? I keep waiting for somebody to tell me I've missed something. Um, so that was his perspective on it now. And honestly, like, I never really put too much thought into something like this before the, the uh, Noah Lyles came out and started saying this. Because um, yeah. I feel like I, I agree with you. I feel like when you're competing in the best basketball league in the world, which the, that's what the NBA is. Everybody knows what the NBA is. Like I said, people strive to make it to the NBA, to make it on the biggest platform. You should have the right to call yourself whatever you want to call yourself, NBA champion, world champion. At the end of the day, you're a champion of the best league in the sport. And I'm not going to sit here and disagree with one of the greatest coaches of all time, Greg Popovich. I have the utmost respect for him. I love him. I think he's amazing. It's like I get both sides. I get both sides of the coin here. I, I really do. Um, yeah. But I, it's just to me, I don't really think it makes much of a difference. I don't even think you're, I don't think it should be that big of a deal. To be completely honest with you. It's it's not, but what made it that big of a deal was, was Noah Lyle's tone of voice, right? Like he, you know, he was very sarcastic about it and he was, it was like, like of what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And as an NBA player, with all due respect, I, I kinda think I kinda think Noah Lyles could be clout chasing a little bit or just reaching just a tad because sure. I really do feel like the fact that track and field isn't something that we talk about on a daily basis, you know, God, not until- I, I'll, and I'll be honest with you. I never, I never heard of him before this and that's no disrespect. I'm not no. trying to like no disrespect at all. and never yeah. heard of him before this. I get it. You're just being, you're being honest. 
Yeah. I, I like track and field. I did track in high school, kind of kept up with it since. So I know who Noah Lyles is, and that's why I know about right. the times. And he's a six-time world champion gold medalist. And if, if I'm, I can stand corrected, I might be wrong, but I think he won a bronze medal in the 2020 Tokyo Olympics or something like that. The okay. dude is nice. He's, really, he's probably <laughs> the fastest man in the world right now. That's right. That's what he is. He has the credibility. It's not like he's some scrub saying it. Right. But exactly. Exactly. When you're trying to contend with the popularity and, you know, take take a jab at NBA champions that call themselves world champions, I kind of do feel battle. like it's a stick at every NBA champion that we've ever seen to some degree. Because I, I feel like the Michael Jordans of the world, LeBron. Kobe, Tim Duncan, Shaq, we're talking about all-time greats that are saying that we're world champions, baby. Like, you know, like, this is this is us. So yeah, that, That's a battle the, you're not going to win. It, it, no. it's, not, it's a battle you're not no. going to win, unfortunately. Again, I'm with you. I do understand where he's coming from. And, hell, I even agree with them to some degree that no game was played outside of the borders of the United States. So how are we the world champs? But when, like you mentioned it, right? The NBA essentially is a culmination of all these players in the world that have goals to make it to the National Basketball Association. It's not our fault or the NBA's fault if they can't incorporate all these 70-plus countries and, you know, X amount of players that are trying to get into the league. No. Everybody wants to come to the States to make millions of dollars to be really freaking good at basketball in America. Yeah. And that's all and I got to say on it. Yeah, no, and I, I think that's really all there needs to be said. And like I mentioned, like the NBA is built up right now of some of the best of the best players in the world, and a, a good amount of those players on the on our top five, top ten lists are international players. And it just kind of just shows you like where the NBA stands as an overall league in the world, and why players want to come over here. So I think in yeah. this case, we 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 are we agree here. I think we're on the same page. I will say, though, just as a closing thought to to kind of bolster Noah Lyles and the rest of the, the people that are more on that side of the, yeah, the absolutely. argument, mm -hmm. I do believe that track stars or Olympians or, you know, any other sport that doesn't have the credibility or the notoriety that a basketball or a soccer or a baseball have, like, we see you. We know y'all <laughs> nice. Simone Biles when winning, you know, oh, Olympic gold again in her one return. One of the greatest. One of the greatest. I, I give y'all y'all flowers. Y'all deserve it. Y'all are definitely world champs, but let's not try to dig on the other guys, despite how you may feel about it, especially in a sarcastic tone. Come on, yeah. dog. That's that's just that's my only issue. Just the tone yeah. of voice. That's it. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. All right. All right. Moving on to maybe a little less of a controversial topic. Just we've heard a lot of nothing <laughs> coming from James Harden and Damian Lillard on the trading fronts of is Harding going to be a Clipper? Is Dame going to be in Miami? Well, yeah. the last thing I've seen about James Harden was him talking about his wine on the boardroom. <laughs> and he sold a lot of it. Yeah, he did. Rightfully so. A shit, a shit ton of it. Yeah. And for Damian Lillard, the only thing I've seen recently is with him with my boy Mark Spears, who I got to meet in All Star Weekend. Real cool guy. Shout out, Mark. Of him saying that he declines to talk about Portland Trailblazers in any any bad light. He has the yeah. utmost respect for him. Yada yada yada. Nothing's happening. Not, Nobody's been I, traded yet. Free agents are being held up. Mm -hmm. Talk to me. I just thought I, I wanted to point out that Damian Lillard interview because I thought it was so funny. Because the, the one quote I saw was him saying, like, you know, did you put in a trade request? How true is that? This and that. And he said, 
that is true. I did put in a trade request, but I don't want to answer any questions about the Blazers. And everybody was like, what questions do you think you were going to be asked this entire interview? You think, they think he was going to ask you about your rap career, your upcoming album, or something like that? Like, no, people want to know. People want to know the details. People want to know the juice. Everyone wants to get, you know, where where you are right now. What's going on? Um, yeah. yeah, you know, it's it's it is interesting and it, it's very fascinating how when players are in this position where they have trade requests and there's kind of a standstill of how much that holds up the rest of the market and free agency. Obviously, a lot of free agency is over, like big names have been signed, this and that, yada, yada. But there's still a good amount of players that aren't on teams right now that, you know, Miami Heat, uh, Portland Trailblazers, um, Sixers, Clippers, whoever it may be, they're waiting because they want to know where to put their money, how they can spend it and such. Because yep. they don't know if they're going to be bringing in a max player if they have to trade this contract, that contract, whatever it may be. Um, yeah, I, it's very – I don't know when either guy is going to get traded. If either guy gets traded, we've talked about this numerous times in the past. Like James Harden has no leverage. If he doesn't show up, he doesn't play. The Sixers can hold out his contract. He, doesn't, he can't go anywhere else. Damian Lillard seems like a guy that, if he doesn't get traded, is loyal enough and is a big enough professional to still show up to Portland and compete and play. It's just a matter of whether is Miami going to make an offer to Portland that's going to be like, okay, let's get this thing over with. No bad blood. Let's send you where you want to go. Let's get a decent package in return. And same thing for the Sixers, and we'll say the Clippers in this case because that's the only team that we're here. You know what? Let, let, me, let me just ask the general question then. Since okay. there is no static – since there is nothing that's going to come up probably within the the rest of this week or the month, for all we know of August, mm. and nothing's going to happen, who do you think gets moved first? Lillard. Yeah, I don't really think – I don't really have to think too much about that one. I just think Lillard's more likely because I see the relationship with, um, you know, the Sixers owner, Daryl Murray, and James Harden. Like, I, I think that that's just a straight-up standoff. I think that neither one of those guys wants to budge. Um, I think Daryl wants to keep Harden around because he said, like, if we're not going to get anyone in return that keeps us competitive and makes us a championship team, I don't want to do it. And James Harden makes them a borderline championship contending team. I mean, he was the assist leader last year. He can give you twenty, he can give you thirty and ten any night if he wants to. And he played next to the MVP. We all know how good those two are together. Um, and right. on the other side, you know, Damian Lillard. There's no bad blood with him in the organization. He's given them everything he's had. The organization, you know. You can say has failed to, you know, put great talent around him to get to the point where they can win championships. Obviously, they had some roadblocks. They've had to deal with the Warriors dynasty and all that stuff. I get it. But I feel like there's more of a respect thing there where the Portland Trailblazers will want to respect the Lillard's wish and want to, you know, send them to the right team. The only thing I think that's holding that up is the trade return. Um, you know, maybe it's. Maybe it's not even what Miami's offering. Maybe they're just trying to get a third team involved so they can move some more pieces around. Like Tyler Hero obviously is the biggest name involved in this and thrown in the mix. But like we talk about how many guards they have. They probably don't want Tyler Hero. They have no room for him. So they probably get another team in there, get more young guys, get more picks, whatever it may be. I think that's really the biggest thing holding up at everything and not, you yeah. know, just a bad relationship. Um, and I think that's something that can get resolved much quicker than what's going on in Philly. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I think I think Damian Lillard, Lillard is definitely the obvious reason. Uh, being a general manager and Daryl Morey and kind of like, I guess, essentially lying to J- like to James Harden as he's claiming, which I right. do frankly believe. I do believe. I, I do believe it as well. I do. 
I don't think it will just be something he spews out of nowhere. And then obviously the MBPA is trying to appeal the $100,000 fine for Harden. Mm -hmm. But that situation in Philadelphia does seem a lot more dysfunctional than what we are seeing in Portland. Despite Dame declining to to respond to anything about the trailblazers or the trade requests or whatever. I don't even really see the point of taking the interview if you weren't going to answer those questions, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I didn't see the point of it, but so, so be it. It's really, it's really a no-brainer, though. Damian Lillard is definitely the one that I think will go about it the professional way. I think could suit up for the Trailblazers this season, even if it's not something that – it could be a matter of like what we saw from Anthony Davis, like how I mentioned a few episodes ago. Right. Maybe plays about 15 to 25 minutes a night or something. Not really going to be Dame time in Portland while he's actually playing. It's more like get me on a plane time. I want to go to Miami. <laughs> you know, start chilling with Jimmy Butler, start getting my chemistry right. So it is a big hindrance for both parties for sure. But Dame is definitely the easy answer. But before we do close out the segment, the other question I think is more just from a personal standpoint, just for you, who would you rather see be moved between the two? I think I'm going to say Damian Lillard again. And the reason why I say Damian Lillard is I, I love Damian Lillard. I think he's one of the best players in the NBA. I think he's a super professional. I think he's someone that is deserving to win a ring. Um, it's unfortunate that, you know, he hasn't gotten a, uh, the chance to win one in Portland. Like I said, like some of the teams he's been on just weren't good enough to compete. Um, you know, they've made it to the Western Conference Finals before, but again, they got sucky. They got, they had to deal with the Warriors. And I think that was the year that they had DeMarcus Cousins or some shit like that. Um, you know, there has been a lot of roadblocks and it would have been awesome seeing Damian Lillard bring a championship to Portland because he's, you know, a guy that's always said he wants to bring a championship to the, uh, the organization that drafted him and this and that. And I love that. And I think he's super, super talented. One of the best, one of the best guards of our generation scoring wise and everything like that. And I'd like to see him succeed, um, whether it's Portland or anywhere else. Um, James Harden, not so much. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, like no, I, I say no disrespect, but I'm, I've never been a huge James Harden fan. The guy's talented as all hell. He's going to go down as one of the best scorers ever. I've just never been like a, I've never been a super big fan of his game and just kind of how he carries himself. I mean, again, he has the, the track record of, you know, franchises, trades, this and that. And whether it's his fault or organizations, that's, that's another argument conversation, but I just, I, I, I like the way Damian Lillard carries himself more than, than Harden. I would like to see Lillard win more than, than James you Harden. Know, I, I could, I could understand that argument really because Damian Lillard probably is the more likable player amongst the organization. Obviously yeah, being yeah I agree. Mm-hmm. Rather than being, you know, demand a trade every every two years or so at this point and now. again things get said behind the scenes like in this case right yeah. here with him and murray like that's that's a whole nother thing and i'm not exactly. trying to make it sound like it's always his fault because it's I not get it. you know I but get it. i think just i i really like damon i i he's always been a guy that i've just had a respect for i've always liked the way he played the way he carries his team even when he's not given the best talent around him um, I would like to see him, even if it's Miami, like that fucking sucks. Cause like, obviously so the, the Celtics and Miami Heat have, have the little four year rivalry going on here where it's like every single year they're meeting off in the Eastern conference finals. Yeah. Um, that definitely makes life a little bit harder for them. Um, but I would like to see him go to a winning franchise like that. 
I mean, you know, honestly, just for the sake of, I know this ain't like first take or some debate show, but for the sake of being different, I'm going to go James Harden. All right, Stephen so I A. Could, I could, yeah, you know, I got to have, I got to have a Stephen <laughs> A hand. Like, I could see, I could just see that if you take James Harden and put him <laughs> with Los Angeles, then it's box office. You know, it, it looks good on paper and that could be your favorites from day one. Like, seriously, though, it does make sense, though, like, James Harden has been dealt, I guess, an odd hand. I can't even say a bad hand for the last three, four seasons because mm-hmm. he's made himself swap teams for whatever reason. But when it comes down to Houston, when he forced his way out of there, did you really expect him to stay when they gave him John Wall and other pieces that aren't exactly. really even relevant? It exactly. Was, it was a exactly, terrible game. Yeah. It's a bad situation. Hey, I've been in Houston for the last eight years or so, and he has the same problem that Damian Lillard had. We were not better than the Warriors. And the Rockets had the best shot to beat them, but they unraveled injuries or so or personality. Missed miss 27 straight threes or whatever it was. Yeah, some some historic letdown that you had to just pull the plug on it. I don't blame Harden for, for getting out of Houston. He gets to Brooklyn. Damn, that's the best team offensively that we've probably ever seen. Three all-time great offensive talents. Damn, I think Kyrie's a little bit of diva and KD could be too. You know what? Let me get out of here. Like, mm-hmm. it's obviously it's you got to give it time to develop. And I think we always shed light on the negative aspects of what Harden did. But he's kind of smart for getting out of each situation every time because he thinks it's not really meant for him to win. And guess what? It's his career. He has all the money. All I want now is a championship. So in this case, I do agree with you for the most part, but I don't mind seeing Harden get one because a championship for his resume probably means a lot more on his than Damian Lillard's, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Because if you think about it, like James Harden, <clears throat> it's considered one of the best two guards of all time, right? You have your Kobe's, your D Wade, your Allen Iversons, um, Michael, Jordan. Proud, Michael, Michael Jordan. Yeah, what, besides what Michael Jordan, of course. Besides, <laughs> I'm talking below Michael Jordan. A ring, a ring for James Harden. I mean, Allen Iverson's one of my favorite players of all time. You can probably make a fair argument that James Harden goes slightly ahead of him at that point because he has I, a ring. Right? I hate to be that guy, but I just don't look at AI as a two guard. I'm just okay. I'm not okay. So then, then we can. That's another argument, sure. But like, and and <laughs> I'm just thinking of the grand scheme of things, right? Like, for James Harden to win a ring, that puts him up his position. That bumps him up a few spots for all time two guards, guard, whatever it may be. Damon Lillard, I think that definitely does, obviously, wins a ring adding to his resume. Sure. I think that does great things for him. But legacy-wise, I think it, it does boost and, you know, bolsters James Harden a little bit yeah. more. So I, I agree with you there. Well, That's true. Plus, plus, you got to think, like, a championship for a resume that has averaged over 30 three or four different times, right. along with over seven to eight assists, along with over seven to eight rebounds every season as being the guy in Houston – not saying that Dame wasn't the guy in Portland, but I don't really – it's hard for me to really remember relevant Portland teams that actually made deep runs. They've had fun Jordan. teams with Jordan. Dame, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge, yeah. Nick Batum, Wesley Matthews, C.J. McCollum. He's played with a lot of, like, good to mid-tier stars, right, guys that are like, damn, these guys are nice. But James Harden has been the guy taking his team to Western Conference Finals and stuff, so right. it's – it's like levels to it. All time, if, James Harden's going to finish higher on the list than Dave. If, if they both retired without rings, and you think some of the greatest players to never win a ring, obviously those two names are going to get brought up. But James yep. Harden's name is probably going to be higher on that list than Damian Lillard. For sure. 
That's why getting a championship, though, would just solidify that, yeah, I'm a top four two guard of all time. If the conversation is MJ, Kobe, Wade, you could slide Clyde Drexler aside and put me there instead. That's that's probably what we're talking about. Yeah, no, I, I think that's uh, that's a very fair argument to make, Jerry. Very fair. But sticking on the topic of guards here, Bleacher Report released their top 15. And yes, they did. I don't really feel like I need to, you know, they'll pop up on screen. We'll have the list right here, hopefully somewhere for you. Yep. But I'll read the top five out for you just in case y'all are a little illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> at number one, we got Luka Doncic, Steph Curry at two, D-Book at three, SGA. Climbing into the top four. I like it. Rounded out by Damian Lillard at five. I look at this list, and it just amazes me of how much talent there is. Because, like, like it's hard. Like, it's so hard to argue or dispute the top five you have here now. Like, Luca, Steph, D-Book, Shy, and Damian. I mean, for sure, those are, like, top five guys. But then you're leaving off guys like, I know he's young. But I, you know how much I love Anthony Edwards. I think after this year, maybe he's going to take that leap. Then you got guys like John Morant, who, you know, obviously when he's healthy and he's yeah. on the floor, he has the top five potential, right? He's shown flashes that he can be top five. Then you have James Harden, who we just talked about, led the league in assists last year, a guy that can give you 20, 25, 30 points a night to go along with 10 assists. Kyrie Irving, one of the most gifted offensive scorers the league has ever seen Trey Young who just a few years ago what averaged like 27 and 10 or something like that it's it's crazy and Bradley Beal at number 15 averaged 30 a few years ago it's crazy it's insane how much talent there is and you know the part of the obviously it looks the list looks the way it does primarily because injuries or like missed time or just obviously like Kyrie being in the court stuff yeah yeah yeah. like when I think when I look at this list especially the bottom the bottom five guys, Ja, James Harden, Kyrie, Trey, Tyrese, and Brad, like, with all due respect, not even just being biased here, but LaMelo Ball and a healthy LaMelo Ball could probably make his way into this top 15, you know, like, we could put him over a guy like Tyrese Halliburton. If he has has a full healthy year, he might be able to crack the top 10, to be honest with you. Exactly. Or even a guy like Jalen Brunson, who had a great season last year. And also was leading the Knicks in the playoffs last year. Yeah, absolutely. It's a stiff list. It's a very stiff list. It, it's hard. And I think it just kind of like attests to how much talent there is in the NBA because there's so yeah. much talent for yeah. any of these lists, whether it's guards, forwards, set, whatever it may be. There's always, It's subjective. There's always going to be guys like, oh, how could you leave this guy off the top five? Well, look at the guys in the yeah. top five. Those guys are really fucking good. Like, yeah, you can make an argument for the other guys from six to ten. But it's like, it's you can make an argument, a fair argument for a lot of these guys as to why they can be higher on this list. And that's like no knock to any of them. It just tells you how much talent there is in the league. And these lists are always fluctuating too. Like yeah. one month into, into the season, like the, this top 10 could be scattered all over the place. And by for the sure. end, and going into next season, a year from now, when we're still doing this, because you know damn well we will be, this top oh, 15 cool. list... This top 15 list is going to be looking so much different. The guys that are top five might be bought. I'm not saying, you know, not anything crazy like that. But, you know, the top five guys could be five slots lower. There could be guys that we aren't even mentioning that could be creeping up to the top yeah. 15 top. That, yeah. That's just how it works. That's, that's just how, how it is. good the league is, though. You know, especially mm-hmm. at guard. 
We have a yeah. lot of different guys that just come in and have to be the guy for their team or the setup man. Or in today's NBA, they're supposed to be the leaders. They're yeah. leaders. Yeah, you have to be twenty a twenty point score that is able to take my team to the promised land and just be a great leader. So, you know, you mentioned top five a lot. Hell, I read out the top five of this list. Give me your per- personal top five from what we just read for the top fifteen. Okay. So I'm going to give you my top five. I'm talking about like when they're healthy. Well, I'm not talk, thinking about anything off the court. I'm thinking when they're on the floor, when they're so, healthy. So no asterisks. No asterisks. No asterisks. <laughs> no, asterisks. no asterisks. Just straight up talent, top five list. I mean, I think the top three is pretty good. I think, honestly, I think I would put Steph Curry at number one. I just think Luca. Don't get me wrong. He's he's a unit on offense. He can do almost everything. But Steph Curry, man, there is, there's, it's hard for me to put anyone above him. Still at his at his age, at thirty five years old, he is just the true leader. He is like the, he is the reason why the Warriors are the Warriors. He just has always been that staple. He's just always been like guaranteed. Like you have him on your team, you're gonna be you're gonna be good. So I I, I want to move that around. I'm gonna do Steph one, Luca two, Devin Booker three. At four, at four, I'm going to put Damian Lillard because when he's healthy, I mean, exactly. the guy's just as good of a scorer as anyone. You know what I mean? Like, no disrespect to Shea Gill, just he averaged over 30 last year, and he is on the come up. Like, he is going to be a star if he's not already. But I got to give my respect to Damian Lillard. I, I, I love that guy. I think he still is in that upper echelon. And number five is tricky. I want to give Shea that respect. I want to put him there. I'm not going to put Anthony Edwards there. I think he's still too young. Jamal Murray just wanted chip, but I don't. I, I don't know if I can put him top five. As crazy as it sounds, I'm honestly considering putting someone like Kyrie Irving at number five, and I know he's number twelve. But I, I don't think that's crazy. I some people might might disagree with me, but I, I'm going to put Kyrie Irving at number five. I, we've talked about this, Jerry. Like, take away all the the locker room, the off the court, this and that. There is not that many basketball players, not many guards that are as talented or more talented than Kyrie Irving. He is a wizard with the ball. He has one of the best, if not the best, handles of all time. Stop and go finishing under the basket, shooting, clutch, lights out, showtime. There's not many guys better than Kyrie Irving, and I could probably you could probably make a fair argument that he's even higher than five. Obviously, he's 12 on this list because they we're considering all the other things I just mentioned, right? But yeah. on the court, talent-wise, man, I it's hard for me to put many people above Kyrie. So I'm putting him at five. I'm not mad at that. You know, obviously, with along with the injuries that he sustained where he did miss some time when he got to Dallas and stuff, mm-hmm. that's probably why he is. Where he was a late-season acquisition for the team. So I get why he's at 12, and I, I love the fact that you pulled him all the way up to five. That doesn't bother me. Being a Kyrie stan, I guess, to some degree, I am 100% <laughs> okay with that. But, you know, my top five, he, he actually wouldn't be in it, which okay. maybe sounds a little contradicting a little bit, but... I mean, let's just roll let's through. See what you I got. Think let's see what you got. I would keep Luca at one. Okay. Only because, you know, I tell you all the time, the taller you are in this game, the easier it is. The fact that he is listed as a point guard now at 6'8", and That's apparently cool. he's in shape now after he's killing in the FIBA World Cup <laughs> for Slovenia. Like, he is killing it. Yeah, he is killing it. I'm cool. I'm cool with having my Luca 
at at one. Steph, I think that's kind of easy number two. I, I wish I could have like a two A and two B because I just sure. would put Kyrie and maybe even a two C. So I put Kyrie and Dame like all all on the same tier. Yeah, uh-huh. but I'll do Steph because of, you know obviously availability, recent championship uh, about a year ago now. So cool. Uh, D book, same thing. I, I'm gonna keep the top three. D book is gonna is probably the best two guard in the league. Uh, as I said in the last episode, I think he's the key for Phoenix. So he needs to be the best player for him. Even if you still do have Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal on your squad, he needs yeah. to be the guy. So absolutely. Uh, at four is where I'm gonna shake it up a bit. I'm gonna go John Morant. Oh, I like that. I, I like that. It, it's kind of weird to not have him in the top five to mm-hmm. me, because this is a guy that I think out of all the guys on this list, at least in this top, this top. Well, no, I can say in the list in general. Maybe outside of Trey Young and James Harden, maybe is the best facilitator on this list. I like that. Mm-hmm. I think in turn, we're talking about a guy that does what you want from your point guard today, which is just score in bunches. All of those guys on this list do that. But he's a guy that can get you 10 assists a night, along with the James Harden and the Trey Youngs in the league. And his team was also the one seed for a little bit. Teetered around to the two to three all season long last year. So John Moran is, is the heart and soul of that Memphis Grizzlies squad. And they go as far as he takes them, just like the case with Steph Curry, just like the case with Luka Doncic. But I, like I, that. Think, I think that's kind of a no-brainer for me to have him mm-hmm. in my top five. So yep. definitely going to have him at number four with even the potential to move past Devin Booker because John might mean more to his team than Booker means to his. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But the suspension and all that, I know we're not playing. We have the no asterisks on, but I'm going to have Jai at four and five. I will do I'll, – I'll stay the same. I'll, I would do Damian Lillard there, mainly, mainly for the fact that you waited long enough. I'm also putting that because I assume that he's going to be in Miami at some point throughout this yeah, season. That's fair. And he'll actually have something to play for, and the Heat will look a lot better with him on their roster along with Jimmy Butler and Bam. So I think that could be one of those hidden pieces that, damn – Maybe Jimmy could win a ring, despite what I said about him last episode, <laughs> not being able to. So, yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into it. But no, I, dude, I'm, I'm actually very happy you put John Morant on your top five because that's who I was yeah. considering. I was, I was between Shea, Kyrie, and John Morant. I love, I'm John Morant on the floor. He is one of the most exciting players in the league. Um, you can say like the second coming of D Rose, even then now his teammate now Derek Rose now is in Memphis. Yeah, um, yeah, he means so much to that Memphis team. Um, even in the playoffs, you know when he had that wrist injury against the Lakers, uh, you know that that affected them. That really, I'm not saying that um, you know that cost them a series or anything by any means. But you know when someone like that, you know when he's not 100 percent, 100 percent healthy, you know that that really does affect them more than anyone else. Yeah, um, I mean. Even take it take it a step further. Go go back to when the Warriors won a championship, when he went down in that series in the Western Conference Finals between the Grizzlies and the Warriors. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that was a big a big subtraction from Memphis. That damn, like I don't even know how we're going to win this game anymore. And it's like no disrespect to anyone else on that team, like Jaron Jackson, Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Um, now you got guys like Mark. You have a ton of talent on that team, but like it's there's a drop off. There's a drop off from John Morant to your next best player. I mean, if if my next best player is Jaron Jackson and then Desmond Bain and Steven Adams, I look at that and I'm not I'm not 
I'm not bouncing off the walls for it. Right. But John Morant's there, and I saw what he did with that roster for the last two to three seasons. It's just been obviously bad luck with some injuries and off-the-course shenanigans, as we mentioned, the same type of stuff with Kyrie, just definitely worse <laughs> in, yeah. in Josh's yeah. case. But Definitely. You know, he's, he's getting the help he needs. He's 25-game suspension to start off the season. It's going to be a pretty much like a handicap for the rest of the West, right? Like, we don't know how relevant the Grizzlies will be, but I firmly believe that once that kid is back, <laughs> I like their chances. I like their chances. I do, too. I think the rest of the Western Conference has to get a – has to get ahead of the curve here. If they have 25 games without John Morant, they have to take advantage of it. Make sure to get a few games ahead of the Memphis Grizzlies before they get them back. For sure. But, you know, before we actually close out, I know we don't have this on the rundown, but yep. how do you feel about Luka being at number one, just like in general? Like it's. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, uh, like it's like I made, obviously I made the argument of, why I put Steph Curry at number one, but it's really like a one A one B type of thing. I mean, they're both they're both great in different ways. Like Luca is like a triple double machine, borderline. Like he can give you thirty, ten, and ten every single night. Steph's the greatest shooter of all time. He can give you <laughs> can give you forty, fifty points every single night if he's catching fire. He's the greatest show in basketball. Like he's one of those guys where if like you see on Twitter, like oh Steph Curry is hit. Seven threes in the first half. He's he started the quarter with three threes. Like you're turning that game on. You're gonna see. You're about yeah. to see a show. Um, I mean, it makes sense. I, I get why Luca's number one. He's so young, but I also think that that it, it makes it more impressive. And I, I think from day one, from when he stepped foot in the league, like he played with professionals growing up. Like it, he was always like bound to be one of the best players in the league, and he's getting his flowers. So I I don't have a problem with it. I just put Steph at number one because I see it more of like a he has more of the the background, the experience, and stuff. The resume. Um, the resume. resume. Exactly, you. but you you can't you can't go wrong with either. I got you. You know, that's all we got for topics today. Now it's time to have yes, a little sir. bit of fun here. You know, let's do it. We're gaming today. We're we're gaming. Everybody, put their headset on. Pick up your PS Five controller because we don't care about Xboxes. <laughs> oh, come on now! As I'm looking care. at my Xbox right here, come <laughs> on, hey, it's cro- it's crossplay. We can all play together. <laughs> Okay, so you have three games. I have two. Um, let's start with – you start. We'll give you uh, your first game. You know, I, I let you off the hook at the last episode. Oh, God damn it. For your favorite edition of Courtside Hangman, baby. Oh, what? my God. We gotta <laughs> I, I know you've been excited for this all week. You know, <laughs> I, literally, I left the same word, and I added – I have a new a new phrase for you, but this week is still the same phrase. I, I didn't leave the, da- the dashes for you, but in total, it is nine – Nine letters. Okay. The first, the first word has four, and the other word, oh, I, I lied to you. It's not line letters. One, two. It's seven letters. The second word is seven. So eleven total letters. 11 okay. Total. Eleven total letters. Set four, the first word, and seven, the last word. Correct. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. The first word. The first letter, excuse me. That I'm gonna take. I mean, I, I have to start with the easy ones. I gotta take. A, I gotta get an A from you. No, there's actually not an A in this. Are you at fucking all. kidding me? Oh, there's not God. an A in this at all. How? How? There's a, there's eleven letters here. There's no A. Okay. No A in any of the letters. So okay, son of a That bitch. is one strike. Okay. All right. All right. The second one I'm gonna ask. Give me a T. There's there's got to be a 
Got to be a T in there. Nah, I can't do that for you, man. What are you doing to me? (laughs) (laughs) What kind of phrase is this? Oh, my God. A phrase with no T and no A. What the fuck? Okay. It's all good. Try try another common letter. I think you can get this. All right, another common letter. All right. S. S, yes, there is one Ah, S. There is one S. Beautiful. Where is it? There's one S right there at the end. I got you. Okay. All right. That wasn't a super common letter, but I mean, you got it, something. Like, it's. All right. Another common one. Okay. Give me. Give me an I. An I is a common letter to you? There's only like five vowels. One of them has to be in there. No, you I mean, you got to no try again. No, no Fuck's I. sake. No. Okay. I said A. All right. You said right. A, I, and T where you're <laughs> first three letters. Maybe I okay. can give you the A. I can give you the A for a common letter, but right. I Okay, okay. All right. I'm going to throw another vowel at you. If this vowel isn't in there, I'm giving up. I'm giving up on vowels. E? Yes, yes. Okay. There's Thank a whole you. lot of E's, man. There's Thank you. Oh, perfect, perfect. So look, check this out. I'm, I'm going to hook you up real quick. A whole lot of E's. What the fuck are you doing to me here? Boom. I play. I watch Wheel of Fortune almost every night too. Usually, I'm good at these types of games. This is crazy. <laughs> Here you go, man. You're oh, piecing it shit. up. You're, okay. you're piecing it together now. Okay. The next yeah, two letter. more strikes. So, so tread lightly. Tread lightly. Two, two more. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh, the rest of them just came in. Holy shit. Okay. Wow, there is a lot of E's in the second word. Holy crap. Okay. Um, when I said common letter, I imagined you saying E first before you said I. <laughs> well, you assumed wrong. Yeah, you don't watch Wheel of Fortune like I do. <laughs> All right, the next letter I'm going to ask you for is a... Um, give, me, you know, give me an N. An N? N, Yes. Yeah, you're doing good now. Ooh, now you okay, all right. All right, here we go. A little bit. Here, here we go. go. Here we go. I have to just have my back against the wall. That's all. Look at you. I need some pressure on me. Forgot okay. to spell momentarily. There we go. <laughs> it's all right. This isn't a spelling bee. All right, waiting for this to load in. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Okay. Um... I think I know what the this the second word is. Give me a D. D is nah, Dante. Now nah, nah, <laughs> nah you hit your note, man. Now and while go. you're at it, give me an F. There you go. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. I know. Alright, so something defense. What kind yeah. of defense? Oh. Jerry, I like uh Pat Pat Sajak, I'd like to solve the puzzle. <laughs> go for it, dude. Can I get a? Can I get zone defense? Yes. Yes. Go, Come man. on, baby. Come on. Come you, on. You, now. you really did need your back up against the wall, man. Good for you. Zone Dude, defense. I, to- I told you last week. I'm gonna be just studying this all week before I go to bed every night. I'm looking at the hang, man. Like, what could it be? What could it be? Man, what if you were really be? studying this, you wouldn't have threw out I and T. At me. That was, <laughs> I mean, that was weird, but. But nah, nah, you got the rest though. But good job, good job, man. Let's I got go, one then. more word for you before we move on to Dante's game. Okay. This one is not too crazy. It's it's another 
it's not even just a basketball term, honestly. It is a general sports term. Let's say that. All right. Okay. Okay. So, we'll let a word for the first for the first one. Okay. And the next one is damn six six letter Four words. Four and six. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm gonna start with the common ones here. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's, it. it's got to be a little different than the first one. I don't think we're beginning zone something here. I'm, there's got to be an A in this one, Jerry. There's got to be. Yes, you do have an okay. A in this one. I was going to say, uh, you coming up with all these fucking crazy words. No A's in it. You kidding me? Very dictionary. <laughs> the hardest one. Okay. <laughs> we got an A in there. It might be my last Ooh. name for all you know. Fuck. <laughs> That's hot. I'm still, I, I still have trouble. Uh, whenever I put out the tweets prom- promoting the episodes, I always have to like double check how to spell your last name. And that's okay, man. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. It's not as easy as Dante Toro. It's just the, oh, one of the easiest. Honestly, honestly, the, the name Dante Toro just rolls off the tongue so easy, man. It's so easy to spell, bro. That's right. All right. Uh, it begins with an A. What the fuck? Um... Give me, give me a, give me another S. There is no S in this one. No S, okay. Okay, you say this is just like a basketball term, just like. It's just, it's a basketball term, but it's kind of a universal sports term, low key, okay. actually high key. It's very, very common. Okay, okay. One universal strike. Sports term. Universal sports term begins with an A. Um, give me, it worked for me last time. Give me another E. I can give you plenty of those. Okay. I feel like you got to get the vowels out of the way earlier because I feel like that's just kind of what shapes the word. And then you can, you can work around it. I'd be losing money right now if it was real Wheel of Fortune, but we're not. We don't. We don't have money on the line right now, yeah, so it's okay. As far as you're concerned, <laughs> <laughs> we got we got people watching that have money. Oh shit! Okay. Oh. Ooh. Okay. That's interesting. Um, give me an R. I can give you an R. Oh, okay. 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 Interesting. Now you're heating up, man. I think you got it. I think you good, man. You straight. Let's see where this pops up. Let's see where this pops up. Okay. Oh. Can I get an F? <laughs> there you go, man. You got okay. the first All word. Right. I know the first word. Free. Free. A universal sports term. Come on, man. Three. Let's not overthink this, okay? <laughs> I think I am overthinking this. Three. What What was the one I didn't get? I gave you a letter that got a strike for. What was it? Yes, for a T. T, okay. Um, three. Um... Whew. 
Oh, I'm getting, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. I think I am overthinking this. <laughs> give me a, um, give me an S. I can't do that for you, both, man. <laughs> Three eight. Free age, age. Free age. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like really bugging out right now. What the fuck? Oh man! Out free. Give me a um. Give me an L. Can you give me an L? Uh, oh, I can no. give you an L oh, being a loser. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! What is going on here? I'm blowing I mean, it. How only, many strikes do I have left? You, you only have two strikes, so three more. Three more strikes. That's a fresh set of outs in baseball, baby. Oh, no. Uh, universal sport. What the fuck? Oh, you're going to be so pissed. It's going right over my head right now. Um, L-M-N-O-P- Q-R-S-T. He's going through the alphabet. <laughs> Holy shit, man! I got I got Dante thinking right now, man. This this is the most work he's done since undergrad. Oh my baby. god, I'm sweating. You see this right now? I'm sweating right now. Oh That's my god! off today. That's right. I knew I was going to be playing hangman. I had to dress accordingly. <laughs> give me um. Oh, give me a fucking um. Give me an, give me an M. An M? Nah, nah. Oh, what the fuck, dude? Oh my god, I'm blowing this right this now. This ain't Mario, I'm, son. You got two more strikes, man. I'm blowing this right now. No, no S, no T, no M. Oh, is there another vowel thrown in there? Is there an I or a U in there? Man, this is going crazy right now. Oh, <laughs> I thought this would be so easy. <laughs> free. Free. Air. <sighs> Fuck, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so tight right now. Oh, my God. I'm sweating. Oh, my God. Give me a. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to give me a D. <laughs> no. I can't. Right Am now, a, a, D's, a D's what you got for your passing grade because you got four <laughs> strikes. Do I have one more strike? You got one more strike, man. Free. Free. What's free? What is free in all sports? A universal term. What is free? Free throws, fucking. <laughs> give me, um, give me an H. Uh, I don't. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm waving the white flag, Jared. What the fuck is it? Free agency. Free oh, agency. God. Universal term. Everybody becomes a free agent at the end of the season if your contract expires. A G, a C, and a Y. Oh, That's my God. Oh, such weird letter. Oh, my God. See, I thought you were going to guess agent. I'm like, he might go free agent instead of agency. So let me throw him off with agency. But 
I yeah, mean, no, I mean, that's universal, all right. Yeah, that's universal. Everyone uses that. Fuck. You got the first word. The first phrase. I, did. Okay. I, I won one for two. That's still one for. That's still fifty percent right there. I ain't passing with that. <laughs> oh my god! All right. What you all got right, now? All right. Well, I don't have anything. Yeah, you know, I'm really. I don't have anything that like that. But I'm gonna give you something that you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to think a little bit. You're gonna have to test that knowledge. All right. The last few weeks I've gone a little easy on you. Not that this is going to be, I'm not asking you most points against, most points against teammates, opponents, nothing like that. Jerry, I'm asking you, who has scored the most career points? So I'm going to give you two players, two, you know, great scores, all-time great scores, and I need you to tell me who you believe has more career points. Just regular season, no playoffs, nothing like that. You know, it's crazy. I almost had, I had this written down, and I was like, really? I'll, I'll move it to next week. So it's funny you're doing well, this. Let's All go. right, maybe we'll, we'll do a part two next week. You just can't <laughs> use these players I have for you. All right, the first duo, the first two players I have for you, Russell Westbrook or Allen Iverson? Oof. Uh, man, you know, I mean, ew, that's actually a good one. I, mean, I will hey, say uh, a lot of these players um, are pretty, like, not like super close, but like they're, you know, not next to each other, but close on the all-time list. You know what I mean? I got you. I think, they're not too far apart. I think the obvious answer is AI, but I'm actually going to go with Russell Westbrook. I think that's too easy. That is correct. Russell Westbrook has 24,457 career points. Allen Iverson has 24,368. So Woo. Westbrook only has just a little over 100 more points than AI. Yep. Let's go. All right, one for one, Jerry. The next two players I have for you are Kyrie Irving or Kyle Lowry. That's another trick question one. Uh, Kyrie has obviously missed a lot of time throughout his career where, uh, you know, two cans have bounced that ass with Kyle Lowry in his stick, though. <laughs> They've, uh, you know, obviously playing in Houston, playing in Memphis and all those oddball locations. He was never really a big time scorer, but the consistency and longevity in playing in more games is there. Uh, I might be overthinking this one because Kyrie probably career points per game average is definitely higher than Lowry's, though. Huh. See, uh, this this is another one. See, you, you're actually drawing on like the my brain is like. I know that Jerry knows his shit, so let me try to stretch him out a little bit and see if I can just punch him in the back or something. That, hey, that's right. I got, I got to test your knowledge. I got to see what's going on up there. Uh, damn, dang, this is tough. I, you know what? I'm gonna go with Kyrie. I'm, I'm gonna go with Kyrie over the, the consistency in games. I'm going Kyrie Irving. You made me nervous because I thought you were gonna get it right. It's, it's actually Kyle Lowry. I'm Kyle Lowry. Only has scored, though, 19 more career points than Kyrie Irving. That's it. Just 19. Yeah, 15,731 to 15,712. I'm sure Kyrie is going to pass that probably after the first game. We don't even know if Kyle Lowry is going to be a starter this year. He might not even start this year. So we, we don't even know what's next for Kyle Lowry. But all right, next one I have for you. We have Isaiah Thomas on... The Pistons, not the Celtics, the Pistons, OG, Isaiah Thomas. That's the first one I think of, baby, the only one now. 
<laughs> I will say when I put it into Google, uh, Isaiah Thomas on the Celtics kept coming up. Even though I kept saying, like, Pistons or whatever, Celtics one kept coming up. Whatever reason. So, Isaiah Thomas on the Pistons or Jason Terry. Two very different players, but two two great scorers. Isaiah Thomas also didn't play that long before he, he like, shat on his ankle. So, this is, like, another... Another trick question one. That's where the Jet, you know, dang, 10-plus years, probably, give or take. Uh, Has a leprechaun on his, like, Celtics legend. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth. Oh, man. That leprechaun came right off after Le- LeBron dunked on him. People say it's still implanted on the on the hardwood. I wouldn't doubt it, man. Just, you know, the white chalk outline of Jason Terry's body. <laughs> anyway. I'm, uh, you know, again, I, I don't think IT played long enough. It was uh, just an injury-riddled thing where, you know, we didn't have the modern-day sports medicine back in the 80s or else the Bad Boys Pistons might have been able to extend their, you know, their two, two-year two run, man. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it to the Jet. I'm going to give it to Jason Terry on this one. You are correct. Jason Terry has scored 18,881 points. Isaiah Thomas has scored 18,822 points. So I think that's my math's correct. Only 59 more points than Isaiah Thomas. So pretty close, though. Pretty close. For sure. I got one more for you, Jerry. All right? right. Two all-time greats, two legends, two guys that people might consider top 10 players of all time. I have Larry Bird or Steph Curry. What the? F- what is, is this? This is a tough one. See, this that's a, a weird one. one, though. That's more, even more weird than than Jason Terry and it. At least, hey, the, hey, this isn't. This game isn't called weird or not. This is who scored the most points, Jerry. <sighs> two two guys that you know have had injuries during their career. Some early, some later. Play different eras, different play styles. Kind of two of the best shooters ever. One way before his time. It's a lot to think about. And also the same thing that's been the problem, the reoccurring theme in your game so far has been injury riddled Hall of Fame caliber players that haven't played as long as the role player. Mm-hmm. And pretty much with Ky with the Kyrie and Kyle one, it was obviously Lowry. With the Jet and IT, it was obviously the Jet. Uh, but guess Ooh. what? You're not getting me. I'm going with Larry Bird. No, Seth hasn't started enough games for me to actually play a lot of minutes. I'm going to go with Larry Legend. Final answer? Final answer. You are correct. Larry I know Bird, it, baby. I know it, baby. <laughs> Larry Bird has scored more career points. Larry Bird has 21,791. Seth Curry has 21,712. So... A little over, uh, a little less than 80 games, uh, 80 games, 80 points, 79 points more. So Seth Curry will look to pass that this season, though. But as of right now, Larry Bird has scored more career points. Hey, you did pretty well. You went uh, three for four. That's pretty good, Jerry. That's pretty damn good. Hey, C's get degrees, baby. That's, That's right. I can't, hey, I can't, I can't, um, I can't um, compare to that or I can't relate to that, but you're correct. C's I mean, degrees. me neither, but I'm just saying. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying goes, baby. All right. What do you got for me next? 
Oof, you know this this one we're we're gonna take it easy, man. Hey man was a little rough. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna take a mm-hmm. step back, turn your brains yeah. off, and just go oh. full blown preference. Okay. So in honor of Noah Lyle's very controversial <laughs> statements, uh-huh. we're playing which international player would you rather build your team around? Okay. So the okay. first one is probably I think the hottest one on the list with Nikola Jokic and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So I think obviously Nikola Jokic is kind of like one of those like cheat code players. You can plug him on any team. He's going to make you better. Um, you can build any team around him just because he can do anything. Give you 30 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Probably would be the best facilitator on your team. Whereas Giannis is just a physical dominant just presence. Like there's, I mean, he's the modern day Superman. You know, Shaq gave him that nickname, Superman. Um you can't go wrong with either. Obviously, like you said, this is preference. I think I'd go with Jokic, obviously. Um, you know, two-time MVP, NBA champion, Finals MVP. I just think it's easier to build a team around that. It's easier to just plug guys around Nikola Jokic and make it work. Um, not to say that you can't do the same thing with Giannis. You absolutely can. I think Giannis is a menace on both sides of the ball, and he's one of just like one of those players that has that, you know, that mentality of just wanting to win. He's a true winner and that's all he wants to do and make himself and his teammates better. Um, but I do believe building a team around Jokic. Um, I'd rather build a team around Jokic. Yeah. Well, we're just going to chalk it up to the dad jokes being the deciding factor, despite that excellent soliloquy. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Give me the next one. Would you rather build your team around Joel Embiid or Luka Doncic? <sighs> um, again, Luca's Luca's a guy again that's you know similar to Jokic, where he can give you an X amount of points, thirty plus points, grab you ten boards, ten assists, can be the best facilitator on your team. Joel Embiid can be the best player on both ends of the floor for your team as well. Um, obviously, we haven't seen him put up like numbers like 10 assists a game or anything like that he can give you i mean he averaged 33 points a game he can give you 33 and 10 at minimum um and then play both sides of the ball give you two blocks a game i think you know obviously i think luca you know people might jump to luca being the easy answer i don't think this is an easy answer because i think joel Embiid is a guy that you can absolutely make the same argument i just gave about Jokic to joel Embiid. you got a guy that's dominant both ends of the floor um you know has proven that he can be the best player on, on a, on a contending team. Obviously they haven't made it to the finals or nothing like that, but you know, you know, what he brings to the table. That they've being also, said though, they've also ahead. had the same kind of playoff success. If you really think about it, that Other, is true. Luca made it to the Western conference finals that one year though. Right. Still though. Yeah. I think, I think Luca would be like the more obvious choice. Because, again, he can do more if you want offense and stuff. But I think I'm going to go Joel Embiid. I'm going to go Joel Embiid. Yeah, I'm going to change it up because I think I, I, I like Luca. I just gave him his praise and everything like that. The guy can't, unless he proves me wrong this year, the guy can't stay in front of his man on defense. He's a very one-dimensional player right now. Um, and I think he needs to get more in shape. I mean, I, it's just true. It's He's not a two-way player. Joel Embiid is a two-way player. He's a proven MVP um, 
I know what he's going to give me on a nightly basis. And I think I want a guy that's going to give me a guaranteed 30-10. And again, you put him in the right situation, he could give you seven to eight assists a game. We just haven't been able to see that from him because he plays with facilitators like James Harden and stuff. I'm going to go with Joel Embiid. I'm going to, I'm going to surprise some people. I'm going to go with Embiid. I like it. I like it. Last one I have for you. SGA or Jamal Murray? Two Canadian brothers. Who would you rather have? Obviously, Jamal Murray, NBA champion, finally right. healthy, was kind of shooting like Steph Curry in these past NBA finals, but SGA yeah. is a two-way demon in his own right, just like we've been with the theme of these players, so. Yeah, I mean, I know I know SGA is the young the young bull here. I mean, he's what? I mean, he's only, I think he's 25, so he's not, like, crazy young. Jamal Murray, what was he, the first NBA player to uh, put up 10 assists in his first four games in the NBA Finals? He was shooting lights out, still being a great facilitator. Um, Kentucky on Kentucky crime, too, I just realized it. Kentucky on Kentucky crime. At the end of the day, I'm going to pick the guy from Kentucky. I'm going to go SGA. I'm going SGA. I, I just I, I like his game more. Um, you, you can't go wrong with Jamal Murray. You really can't. Again, like you saw what he did in the finals. The guy can light it up. He can facilitate. He can do this and that. You want Jokic on his team. He can give you 10 assists a game. Um, but SGA, man, he's a bull on both sides of the ball. Um, I wouldn't mind that guy leading my team. We saw what he did with the Thunder this last year, a team that had no business making as far as they did, miss, losing their number two overall pick having a team with an average age of like 23 years old SGA right. is a, he's a dog. I, I think he's going to be very good for a very long time on both sides of the ball. So I'm going to go SGA. You know what? Let's have a bonus round here just okay. for the hell of it. Let's do it. What international player would you rather take between Luca and Nikola Jokic? <laughs> should have been in the first place. Silly me. Oh, uh, Shits and giggles, baby. Shits and giggles. I'm going Jokic. I, I'm going to go with Jokic. I, I just, he's just, he's so good. He's so good. They're both generational talents at this point. But again, like, I think Jokic isn't like an all, like, all world defender by any means or anything like that. But like, when you have your center that can give you 10 plus assists a game, that can give you 10, 15 assists, this and that, shoot. Like shoot, like he does the high arcing threes and stuff like that. He's virtually like unguardable in that sense. Um, I gotta go with Jokic. I, I I just think he is the easiest guy to build around the NBA, and it's uh, it's hard to make an argument against him. So I'm gonna go with Jokic. Fair enough. That's it for game numero tres. Okay, let's go to cuatro. I speak Spanish now internationally. Let's go. <laughs> look at us we're bilingual on this podcast people didn't think to know that about us all right this game i have you have to think a little bit but it's not like anything too crazy again it's more of like a, a preference thing okay let's go who are the best players to wear these jersey numbers so i'm going to give you three jersey numbers worn by some all-time greats i don't have exactly the list pulled in front of me of like who has worn these jerseys but they're obvious numbers like you'll have players immediately pop into your mind um and you just have to tell me who do you think is the best player to wear that jersey okay yeah this is gonna be kind of kind of tough let's get it the first number the first number i have for you is number three and while you think i'm gonna pull up a list of the best players for number three to just to kind of give you a little you know what give you this this is pretty easy for me i don't even know if you need to pull up the list i know that the cultural icon 
is in the corner. He's trying to peek in an AI, but I got to give it to my boy D Wade, man. I'm giving it to D Wade. Okay. All right. There we go. I was going to say, I think the biggest ones there are D Wade and Allen Iverson. Um, there's obviously a handful of other guys you can make an argument for, but yeah. I think those are, those are the two big names. All right. Now, here we go, Jerry. This is the, <laughs> I was excited for this one. The next number I have for you is, is the big, ooh, the big two, three, number 23 worn by two, two of the best players of all time. I think this is going to say a lot about you, Jerry. Who is the best player to wear number 23? Can I give it to Draymond? <laughs> hey, you can pick whoever you want. You can pick whoever the hell you want. Oh, man. I mean, I guess this is just your way of, like, saying, like, hey, Jerry, who's your GOAT? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, good point, guys. Yeah, basically. Ladies and gentlemen, my GOAT is Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I got to right. give it to MJ, man. It's no knock to LeBron. You can ask me tomorrow. My answer might be different, but... I do think that I just have to pay homage to the man who created and pretty much patented my favorite player's game and Kobe being Bryant. So I'm, I got to give it to MJ, though, man. It's a hey, six rings, you know, four finals or six finals MVPs, whatever. Like it's six and no, it's it's crazy, man. It's yeah. MJ's one of a kind, man. Hey, LeBron, about four. Was it four and ten in the finals man, or four and six? Sorry, in the finals. Yeah. In ten appearances, ten appearances is still great. And for the sake of the Lakers, Mm. I hope he makes it eleven and goes five and seven, like or five and six. I'll be totally cool with that. But man, it's hard. It's hard for me because I love them both, but I just have more of a preference towards the the killer mentality of MJ, and I think that trumps LeBron for me today. Today, so I'm gonna go MJ. Hey, that's gonna be a that's going to be a debate that'll go until the end of time. So yeah, you, either way, you can make a fair argument. The last one, I only have three for you. The last one I have for you is number 34, which has been worn by all-time greats like Shaq, Hakeem, even now guys like Giannis, Charles Barkley of the past, Mr. Mister Shit himself, Paul Pierce, has worn number 34 <laughs> Come as on, well. dude. <laughs> Listen, it's just the truth. You know, before you give your answer, I just want to – I love Paul Pierce. He's a Celtics legend. Don't get me wrong. But how can you come out on TV and say that you pooped yourself and then afterwards be like, oh, no, that, what, you think I knee. actually pooped myself? It was, it was my, my knee. knee. You think I actually did that? Bro, you're the one that said it. No one ever, like, made an – no one ever – there was no conspiracy theory or anything. You you just straight up said that you pooped yourself, bro. Own up to it. It's okay. <laughs> Accidents happen. You get, a little, you get a little runs during the finals. You're nervous. It's okay. Oof. But number 34. <laughs> we took a little portal potty break right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we did. Dang, man. it's That is a little tough. Uh, damn. I think I got to give it to Shaq, though. I think mm-hmm. I think even though even though Hakeem kind of sunned him in those first two NBA finals, that was number 32 Shaq. In Orlando, that wasn't That's quite right. 34 yet. So That's right, yeah. 34 Shaq, L.A. Shaq is probably the most unstoppable force that we've ever seen because I don't really believe that Will Chamberlain existed to some degree. So <laughs> I I'm think a, I agree with you on that one. I'm going to give it to the big Aristotle, man. I'm going to give it to Shaquille O'Neal right there. All right, there we go. Jerry, you got one more game for me? 
Yeah, man, that shit was just kind of hard, though, with the 23. <laughs> I already know people going to try to kill me, but you know what? I don't think there's a wrong answer. All of this shit nah. is subjective anyway. Them it's all kids, subjective. All these it's little all 16, 17-year-olds, they don't even know how good LeBron really was, you know? But There's going to be a new 23 that rolls around in 10, 15 years. People are going to say he's going to be the greatest 23. God knows. And, and yeah. it's always changing, bro. It's always changing. LeBron, LeBron, Jordan. Yeah. That's right. That's- yeah. <laughs> The last game that I have for you is, you know, a little different. I think I think we kind of weaned off it just because we haven't experienced it yet. But it's about the NBA playoffs, more specifically okay. in the 2020s. So who scored the most playoff points in the 2020s? I want you to give me the top four guys that I have in front of me. <sighs> Obviously, before you, before you even get started, you need to think about We've only been there's only been four playoff runs technically in the 2020s. Yeah. Also, you need to think about the amount of teams that have taken place in it, how many times they had their postseason they appearances. Have, they have the plan. Uh, plan doesn't actually count towards playoff points, I don't think. Actually, I don't well, think the I NBA credits it. The, the top four in front. Actually, I can't even give you that. Never mind. All right, no, it's you fine. can just you can just go ahead and go. You can go ahead and okay. give me the top. <laughs> All right. Actually, the first player that comes to my mind is Jason Tatum because he's made it to the Eastern Conference Finals all in each year of the 2020s. Well, I regret to inform you. I'm just kidding. You are correct. Oh Jason my god! I was, <laughs> I was gonna okay. I was gonna say there's no way he's made it all the way to the Eastern Conference. He's got to be on there. Okay. Jason Tatum is one with 1748. Okay, that's a lot. It's a lot of points. Um, I'm thinking like, because I'm thinking guys like uh, big names like Giannis and stuff. But then they had those first round exits. You know, they didn't make it to the finals. But then he made it to the finals. Then the second round. Then they got first round exit. Um, then you got obviously like, I mean, the Heat. I think I gotta throw Jimmy Butler's name in there, right? Well, you're just rolling down the list right now, but yeah. you got number two. Okay. Okay. I, I feel like those are like pretty, like pretty obvious ones. They, they, I mean, like, I just mentioned like the last four Eastern Conference Finals. They Celtics. He has been in three of them. Jimmy um, Butler is number two with fifteen eighty three. So almost okay. two hundred points behind Tatum. About one fifty, give or take. So okay, you're rolling right now, man. You haven't need to like expend any of your guesses quite yet. So you're rolling. Okay. Now I gotta think like. I'm thinking more of the East. I think the West. Okay. Like LeBron. Um, LeBron could be on there, but they had the finals run, the Western Conference finals. Um, Giannis. No, I just, no, not Giannis. The Nug. I don't think anyone like Jokic is on there. Ooh, you know, I'm not saying him, but you know, like someone like Jamal Murray, because he went off in the bubble and then he had a lot of points in the bubble, but they got yeah. hurt. So I don't, I think that's – I got to take him off. KD? Yeah, no, he – yeah, he didn't really make it too far. Second round, first round. Yeah, I don't think it could be KD. Um, give me – oh, this is tough. To hear your thought process on this is so cool. So interesting, man. Yeah, I don't know if you're saying. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> hey, t- take it, take it however you want. I, I believe that you will get 
the name that's number three, but I, I fear for you for number four. That's how I mm-hmm. feel right Because I'm trying to, like, big name, like, Embiid, but he hasn't made it past the second round. So it's like, that's another tough one. Because you have to think of guys that made it far. But at the same time in the East, like, I think I'm too caught up in the East. I, I think... Give me... Uh, I don't think he's going to be on it. Give, give him, for the sake of it, give me LeBron. I don't think he's on it, though. No, LeBron is, no. is number seven on this. Oh, okay. So that's your first one that's incorrect there. Okay, okay. All right, let me think. Definitely no one on the Clippers. Maybe Donovan Mitchell, maybe him and Jamal Murray. Ooh, Donovan Mitchell might not be terrible because the Utah Jazz had a few. They were a good regular season team, though. They never made it far in the playoffs. Him and Jamal Murray went crazy in the 2020 playoffs, so. Um, who else is? I'm trying to think of the t- the West is something. This like I'm trying to think of the teams that made it for the Suns. Well, I mean, do I got? I uh, they haven't made it that far. Though. I'm trying. I'm thinking like D book, but. For my next guess, I'm going to pick. I'm going to say Kevin Durant. Nah, that one's actually very far left. Like KD, Uh, yeah. I think I think I missed dismantled them in the first. Yeah, I know. I think I I think I I was forgetting a few of those years. Yeah, Mm. and I don't even know if they if the Nets. The recent postseason, obviously the the, the second London round, I think, is the furthest they made against the Bucks. Yeah, when KD should have wore a size twelve instead of a twenty. Yeah, yeah, should should have wore a size down that game. Hmm. Okay, how many strikes you give me? How many more strikes do I got? Uh, I'll give you two more. So okay, halfway through. All right, I feel like I mentioned this. I feel like I mentioned the, uh, someone that's on this list. I, I feel like. I brought him up. I'm caught up in, like, Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell. I don't think the Jazz have made it, like, super far in the playoffs. So that's where I'm I'm trying to – my memory. My memory is all foggy right now. Those, those – there are a few, like, lost years. I would tell you that you did mention one of these players. Yeah, okay. But I, I, think, I think you will backtrack and circle back to him. But number four on the list – I just think you completely glossed over. Those are the hints I would give you. <laughs> okay. Okay, so the, I mentioned number three. You I, definitely, I mentioned, I you mentioned, mentioned number, number three, three a few times now. Oh, fuck me. Okay. Son of a bitch. I can't. No, because he was hurt. He missed a year. There's no way it was him. Is it? Oh. No, they lost in the first round this year. Is it no? Um, <laughs> you fuck. You're an asshole. Oh my god. Um, I will say this too. Again, you need to think. I'm not going to tell you whether it's an Eastern or Western Conference guy, but mm-hmm. you need to think about consistency. Despite yeah. not getting past the second round or into the conference right. finals or the NBA finals, this guy that is seated at number three 
has been to the playoffs every single year, actually since 2020. I think even dating back to 2018 is when he was he made his consistent postseason mainstay where, you know, he's going to get his team there and they're going to be great. Yeah. When everything on on the team is able to is what I would tell you. Okay, I mentioned him because that's making my my head that's making the wheel spinning. Is it is Joel Embiid on that list? Is that your guess? Yes. No. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh my god! I'm oh shit! Is he even on the list? Is he even like close to being top four? Let's see. Let me pull this back. Because they make it to the playoffs, but like he, they've had first round, second round exits. Joel Embiid's actually sixteenth on this list. You took oh that my god! Method. Shit! Yeah. You took wow, that method really... the wrong way. That wasn't. Yeah, I did take it. Yeah, that, I went down a completely different. I had a fork in the road, and I went down. I went the wrong, the wrong <laughs> way. Okay. Um, one more guess. One more guess. I got. I mean, the the two names that are sticking in my mind right now. I got Devin Booker and I got Donovan Mitchell. Those are the two guys I'm, I have in my head right now. Donovan Mitchell has made it to the playoffs every single every single year. And he yeah. had that crazy 2020. I'm gonna go Donovan Mitchell. I can't. I can't erase this. I can't erase that name from my mind. I didn't hear you. <laughs> Fuck me. I did not um, hear you. I give you a bonus try because Donovan Mitchell. Let's see. Is 18th. He's two spots. Behind. Really? Yes. Really. Two spots behind. You are trending in the wrong direction. Yeah, I don't feel good about this one. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. You know, you know, I'm gonna. Well, Giannis, Giannis. He said it so confidently. <laughs> is, it's, it's not Giannis either, man. Fuck. Who is it? Who? I, I would say that Giannis is number five, and he's actually, oh. if my math is correct, is fifty-three points. Ah, oh, shit. Behind the number four guy that I figured that you would gloss over in Jalen Brown. Oh no way! Oh, you know I. He didn't. Well, obviously, when I said Tatum, I briefly thought it maybe Brown's in there, but I didn't think it was that much. Wow. Yep. Thirteen seventy-seven. Wow. Is wow. What yep. Oh, damn. And I'm pissed. Next, I didn't get that one. I right, was number three. I figured you would forget about Jalen Brown, though. You just said Tatum, yeah. and it was just so easy. It was like, oh, Jason yeah. Tatum for sure, but. Yeah. Number three, again, you mentioned his name a few times like, oh, well, he does carry his team, but I don't know if he was putting up points. Nikola Jokic. Really? If you think oh. about it, he literally probably put up 500 of his 15, 17 points. If 1,517 points in the postseason in the 2020s. He probably put up 500 or 600 of those this past postseason run alone. So, yeah, like – you, you bounced around. I was it. thinking too, like, yeah, I was thinking too. I was thinking of like more pure scores, like the books, the Mitchells, even the Jamal. Mur- like, I was too caught up in in those guys. Ah, oh. I would, I would say, like, because you got to think, Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets made it to the Western Conference Finals in the bubble as well. They did, right? It's like right. something that we forget about because in a bubble, yeah. you probably instantly think that's wow. that's what I'm saying. I was forgetting of those years. I kept, I forgot they made it that far in the 2020s. Like the 2020, 2021, it's just so weird. Like and those even, are such weird. 
even last year, like when they played the Warriors in, I think the first or second round, they couldn't stop Jokic. He was averaging yeah. thirty plus. It just yeah. Oh, that's so. Oh, I'm honestly more pissed. I didn't get Brown to be honest with you because I did gloss over him. I for a brief second thought of him, but I was like, no, nah, I d- I didn't even like consider it. I just like pushed it off. I will say though, Damn. you were on the right track with Book is number six. Uh, LeBron is seven. Murray's actually is 10th on the <laughs> And list. the guesses I gave you were like 16, 18. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man. Yeah, that, that's all right. That's a good one. That was tough. You did your thing, though. You know, you you got two of them. I give you maybe <laughs> for that. Like, hey, that's 50%. I know? got one and two. I got one and two. So, yeah. hey, it's all right. Well, I think that's it. That's it for today. Jerry, do you have anything else you want to add in before we sign Uh-oh. off here? Do you have a phone call to take? We got yeah, fans no, no, calling. No, no. We, have, we have our voicemail. What's going on? Well, we're not quite live like Stephen A. Smith quite yet. Just... <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. But no, nah, uh, nah, the only thing I think I have to I have to say before we part out of here, just, you know, make sure you're tuning into the FIBA World Cup. There's a lot of a lot of great things going on for some of the international players that we know and love today, like SGA, who we talked about today. Uh, Josh Giddy's putting up a lot of good numbers for Australia and stuff. So FIBA World Cup is heating up, man. So that's all. Of course, you know, I got to get my daily football fix plug in because I can't wait till we actually talk about a football topic on here. Sitting oh, yeah. side, but we're going to be sitting on the field for a little bit, depending yes. on what comes up. So. Yes, sir. Hey, I got my fantasy drafts this uh, this weekend, so I'll be uh, we'll, we'll have some chat. We'll chat about that next episode. All right, we'll go over our teams and see uh, see what we're rocking with. I'm looking forward to it, man. Let's let's get it. But now, nah, that's. Do you have anything else? Or are you good? I think uh, all I can say is make sure to check us out on our personal socials. Downtown Deck, Jerry. It's on the screen. Follow there you go. us. Follow <laughs> us there. Follow us on social media, Twitter. Just made Instagram. Check us out on Instagram, TikTok. Obviously, like, subscribe. Listen to this pod. Listen to this in podcast form wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever it may be. Check us out there, and uh, we'll see you for episode seven. So until next time, peace out, guys.